0: Hello, everybody. This is Alex, pastor of Calvary Church. I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for your support in subscribing, liking, sharing our channel with friends and family. It really means the world, and our growth over the last couple of years online has been absolutely incredible. I want to invite you to participate in a special Sunday that we have coming up on Sunday, December 10th. Sunday, December 10th is Heart for the House Sunday at Calvary Church. Heart for the House is a special offering that we all bring that goes over and above our yearly tithes. This special offering we've been saving and this goes straight to making a difference around the world. It goes to impact our city and it goes to make an influence all around the world. It's because of this offering that this year we've helped thousands of people receive food or an education, hear the gospel, and I'm telling you your support really makes a massive difference. Would you pray about it and talk to your family and see how you can contribute and help out reach our goal of $500,000? We're all praying about it. It's a special day at Calvary where it's going to set us up to win and continue to make a difference in 2024. Thank you so much. We love our online family, your support. Really, it gets to the heart as we continue taking the gospel of Jesus Christ. We love you. Thank you for being with us. chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. In Matthew chapter 5, we have the Sermon of the Mount that I think you should study on your own time uh, in chapters 5 through 7. We may do a series studying all of it in the near future. Uh, We just wanted to pick some verses from it for this series that we're looking at. Go down to verse 13. If you don't have a Bible, we'll put it up on your screens online or on the screens here on the wall. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. If you're there, can you say amen? Amen. City on a hill, we're going to part two. Beginning in verse 13, Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? it's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Verse 14, he continues, you are the light of the world. Somebody say light. light. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. As we continue this series, City on a Hill, last week we looked at the first phrase that Jesus said. This is possibly the most famous sermon. Uh, I think it's the best sermon in the world ever given. Is Jesus, God himself giving it. And the first phrase he used was, you are the salt of the earth. Today I want to look at the second phrase that he uses. You are the light of the world. You're the light of the world. In fact, if you're taking notes, I want to talk to you from this title or the way I I put up this sermon is the remedy is here. The remedy is here. Why don't you high five, three, four people around you and tell them the remedy is here. The remedy is here. Come on to YouTube, Facebook, all of our online community. The remedy is here. Let's pray and then we'll talk about this for the next 27, 28 minutes. And then we'll worship Jesus one more time and then go enjoy family. So as dolphins aren't playing, we can't suffer a loss. And so uh, it's going to be a good Sunday regardless. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We love you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this church community, this family across every service, across every location. Thank you for what you're doing in this house. Thank you that we can make a difference around the world. Today, we're praying that as we study these few verses, they become life in us. Reveal them to us, God, that we just don't read them, but we live them out. Thank you, God, for all that you're doing across our church family. Help us to see you better today, understand you better. Thank you that we can gather in a place like this to look at you, praise you, worship you, and we lead better because of it. We thank you and we love you. And it's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. And all of Calvary Church says? Come on, all of Calvary Church says? Can you make some noise for Jesus one more time? Uh, New York City, in the year 1977, went through a massive loss of electrical power. It was the summer, uh, July 1977, where something happened to the electrical grid after a lightning storm that some uh, lines had gone down. And it ended up being that the entire city went without power for a long period of time. And so all the five boroughs got affected. All the five neighborhoods got affected. And and people started to get a little bit anxious. People started to get worried. Uh, Darkness does something to the human soul, to the human psyche. If the lights were to go completely out right now, everything, if it were to go to pitch black, what's the first reaction? ah, Yeah, right, yeah, there you go. I don't know. This, this is something like we, we feel like we lose control in darkness and it, it causes a reaction in humanity. And I think the study of what happened in 1977 is actually extremely interesting. The way humanity reacted to what happened as the sun began to set, people tension began to grow. And that night, all of New York City lost its mind. People headed out to the streets. It's complete black pitch black no electricity no lights anywhere and fights began to break break out arguments began to happen looting began to happen over a thousand department stores were broken into and it was a disaster for the entire night in fact as the sun began to rise the next morning is when you got the reality of what happened through the night it was absolute chaos that happened in New York City. The police department couldn't keep up. The fire department, people were looting. There were shootings. There was chaos, confusion. There was a loss of life. I believe four people passed away. There was arsony. People set things on fire just because there was no power, no light, because there was darkness. The city suffered loss. Over 3,000 people were arrested, and the city suffered over a billion dollars in loss because of what happened in those several hours of dark. You ever know, darkness does something to the human soul. Darkness is usually accompanied with chaos and confusion. Darkness does not come by itself. It's, it, has, it has some friends. It's called chaos and confusion. And I think if we look around today, it is absolutely obvious that our world is in darkness. I don't need anybody to convince me or persuade me that we are living in dark times. I mean, just look at the mental health crisis. Just look at the news around the world, the tragedies that happen from murder to rape, stealing, child abuse, depression, anxiety. We are living in dark times. The world is in absolute darkness and there is confusion and there is chaos. Some of us know. Some of us have lived through that. Some of us have had our own personal times of darkness. You've ever had dark moments in your life? You ever had moments where you're just like, I've gone through loss. I've gone through confusion. I've gone through chaos. Some of us are there right now. I I just can't seem to figure my way out. It seems like the lights are out in my soul. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I'm confused. I'm lost. It seems like darkness is just hovering My life, the world is in darkness. Some of our lives are in darkness. I've been in moments of darkness. I've been confused, I've been lost. Like the Apostle Paul put it, what I want to do, I don't do, and what I want to do, I mean, what I want to do, I don't do, and what I don't want to do, I do. You ever been there? Like, I'm just confused. I'm so confused I couldn't get that phrase together. (laughs) Like, I'm just confused, God. Like, I don't know, I'm in darkness. You ever gone through loss in life? I've gone through loss in life. And you're, you're like, God, I don't understand. Gone through tragedy, surprises. It just happens to bring a sense of darkness, confusion, and chaos to our lives. And I believe some of the things that happen is that when that darkness happens, I mean, you can have a dark night of the soul, but it seems like we've become absolutely normal with Darkness. We've become used to, it's okay. We've become absolutely used to the darkness. We've become conditioned to the darkness. It's absolutely okay to be in darkness. I'll give you an example. I'm a a proud dad. As many of you know, my daughter's now turning 11 months old. Some of you are like, Alex, I get it. You talk about it every Sunday. Aria was actually, she went through um, a little bit of a virus a couple of weeks ago. And so babies wake up all the time. Parents know you have to go in there sometimes and rock them back to sleep and try to help them out. And so uh, the last couple of weeks has been one of those where we had to go into her room multiple times. She was sick and fevers. And it it was a little bit uh, like hard to be a parent and try to go in there and figure it out. Now, we try not to turn on the lights to try to help her. So I have to figure out how to walk through the darkness of the room. Now, because I know how the room is set up, even in darkness, I can walk in and not bump into the rocking chair or the dresser. I've become used to walking in darkness because I don't want to wake her up. And I know that rocking chair almost took my kneecap out a couple weeks ago. So, So now I've become conditioned to the darkness. I know how to make my way. I can close my eyes and make my way to her crib. And I just feel like humanity has become conditioned to darkness. It's okay to have a dark night of the soul. That's what Charles Spurgeon used to call it. But the dark nights have turned into the dark life. And it seems like humanity is absolutely okay with it. We've been conditioned to it. It is normal now to get a notification on our phone about another tragedy. And within seconds, we continue to laugh and go on as if this is okay i put it this way, we become desensitized to dysfunction. It's okay, it's just the way life is. Life is chaos and confusion. Some of us operate better in chaos. It's just the way it is. Like, it's just my family, we're chaotic, we're dysfunctional. It's okay, it's how we are. We just live this way. I, put me in a dark room, I know how to walk through it mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Some of us function better that way and we think it's normal. We think it's normal to get all the notifications we get of violence around the world, and we can navigate through that. And we say, yeah, that's just the way life is. Like, no, that is not normal. It is not normal to be living in this dark world and be absolutely okay with it. It is not normal to have this many young broken men across our nation. And their answer is to pick up a gun and gun down people. That's not normal. The mental health crisis of anxiety and depression are not normal. The breaking down of the family and the home structure is not normal. It is not normal to live in dysfunction, confusion, and chaos. It's not, it's not normal. And so we've become used to this thing. This is normal this is how we live but now science is showing us that long periods prolonged darkness is not good for the physical body or the mental and emotional body oh there's been studies done in fact there's one recent study that said the months of December through February are usually the worst for humanity a lot of people actually get in a darkened mood one study said that they get in a darkened mood that the months of December through February is where people are most prone to depression, sadness. There's a loss of concentration. There's actually a term, a disorder term for it already. It affects more than 6% of the population. We lose concentration, we can't work right, we can't think right. It's one of the uh, reasons people, they say, gain weight. Some of us are like, hey man, that's the thing. I don't like it, that was, that's my reason. <laughs> it's not all the food in Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's the disorder. There was one study in 2015 in Sweden. Sweden goes through prolonged periods of no sunlight, and it said that people who worked in those environments were more prone to actually depression and a loss of concentration. It's happening. He just go study the science. There's an architectural term that architects use for buildings that are dark, and it's known as sick building syndrome. And the people that live in it are more prone to get sick because they live in Darkness. Darkness is not good for the soul. Another study said that nurses that work in Alaska, Alaska goes through prolonged periods of no sunlight. When when those seasons come, the nurses, they make twice as many medical errors as they do when there's more sunlight. Darkness, something happens in darkness. One other study said that students that sit far away from windows in the darkest parts of the classrooms, they actually perform poorly in tests, And poorly in conduct. Darkness is not good for the soul, and you and I can have a night or two nights or a week or two weeks where we're trying to figure life out, but some of us, it's become a dark life, and it's not good for your soul, it's not good for your family, it's not good for the world, and so we need the light of Jesus to shine brightly. We need the gospel to be proclaimed. We need the church to stand up. We need the light to shine. We need to say the remedy is here, and his name is Jesus. The world is getting sick. The world is getting worse. Times are getting darker. In spite of technology advancement, in spite of all the connection, we are disconnected, depressed, and down. The remedy is the light of Jesus Christ. Today, today, maybe this is where you're at. You feel like your your soul is darkened. Your life is upside down. Maybe you're saying, Alex, I've been living in more than the dark night of the soul. <laughs> It seems like I can't make my way out of this chaos and confusion and dysfunction in my life. I want to tell you today that only only the clarity of light can drive out the chaos of darkness. Come on, can we say that all together today? Only the clarity of light can drive out the darkness of chaos. It's not going to be more salary. It's not going to be a bigger house. It's not going to be a better car. What the world needs today is the light of Jesus Christ. Only the clarity of light can drive out the chaos of darkness. It's what we need for our darkened world. This is what Jesus is trying to get you and I to understand in the Sermon of the Mount In Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5 is possibly the greatest sermon ever given. Jesus gives the Sermon of Sermons in Matthew chapter 5. And again, in your own time, I would try to convince you to go home and study it and read it. Matthew chapter 5 through 7, it's the greatest sermon ever given. Jesus, God in the flesh, giving this incredible teaching. And he covers a wide range of topics. The first few verses. In Matthew chapter 5, one commentator, I like the way he puts it. He says, Jesus is giving the new way to be human. Right? This is how we are supposed to live. Stop living like everybody else. Stop thinking this is how humanity is. There's a new way to be human. And if you live this way, you'll be blessed. It's called the Beatitudes. That's how he opens up Matthew chapter 5. Are you following along? After he gives the new way to be human, he basically saying, if you live like this, we get to verse 13. You'll be the salt on earth and you'll be the light in the world. Jesus is telling his friends, his followers, basically includes us in that. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Now, last week we covered the first one. You are the salt of the earth. And we said that back then in ancient times, salt had over 14,000 uses. In other words, what salt is to the earth is what we are to the earth. So we have to understand that. Now he says, you are the light of the world. It's powerful. Don't, don't let that go over your head. I think 21st century humanity, we're, we're, we're spoiled. We walk into a room and we turn on a light and we got light. Let's go back to Israel 2,000 years ago when they were walking in darkness and if somebody didn't have a candle, you were going to trip on the rocking chair in Arya's room. right? They didn't have electricity. They didn't have a light bulb. And so they had to count on candles and lamps at night. In fact, if you were working outside during the day, get all the work you can done while the sun is out. Otherwise, go home when the sun sets. There's no light to turn on. And so when Jesus says you are the light, of the world what light was to the world back then is what we are to the world and that's a beautiful title that Jesus gives his followers his friends his disciples you and I we are the light of the world and and I'm taking my time because I just want us to sit on that for a moment because I think we overlooked that or we think about it I'm the light of the world cool that's great but what, what does it mean we are the light of the world rabbis over two thousand years ago the rabbis the, the teachers of the jewish synagogues charles purges says this is what they were known as if you would see an old famous rabbi back then you would call them the light of the world they were the teachers the ones who illuminated the world so they were known as lights or lamps of the universe lights of the world so what is jesus doing jesus says no no it's not the rabbis it's not the ones teaching in synagogues that are the lights of the world. He's telling now fishermen, uneducated men, you're the light of the world. Yeah. Can you imagine the rabbi standing nearby? Can you imagine the Pharisees and the scribes standing nearby? They're like, you're telling me cussing fisherman Peter is the light of the world? Yeah, because he's no longer a cussing fisherman when he met Jesus. He now became the light of the world. How many know Jesus changes you? Come on. He makes you different. And it's not that we're going to be perfect, but he does something on the inside. He's saying tax collecting Matthew that works for the IRS. It's not the rabbis, It's not the scribes. It is Matthew now. That's the light of the world. So if Jesus was here, he would say you and you and you and you and you and you and you, you are the light of the world. It's not just the teacher, pastor, rabbis, synagogue leaders, church leader. It is you that are the light of the world. Because when the gospel comes inside the human heart, everything changes. Because the gospel of Jesus Christ is the light. In other words, when you and I became believers in Jesus, the lights came on. The lights came on. Everything changed. I love the way Pastor Charles Spurgeon put it. He put it this way. Genuine faith in Christ turns a man from darkness to marvelous light and transforms him into the light in the Lord. His aims and objects, his desires, his speech, his actions become full of divine light, which illuminates all the chambers of his soul and then pours forth from the windows so as to be seen of men. Woo! Did you get what he said? That when we become Christians, followers of the way of Jesus, light comes into our soul and changes the way we think, the way we talk, the way we love, the way we forget, he changed us. I wonder if there's any witnesses in here that can say he changed me. I used to be a drunk but he changed me. I used to be a liar but he changed me. I used to be a cheater but he changed me. I used to have a temper but he changed me. I used to lose my mind but he changed me. I used to go crazy but the light of Jesus changed Do I got a witness? Anybody grateful that the light of Jesus changed you, rearranged you, put you right side up and walking in the light? Anybody thankful for the light of Jesus, give him some praise. Come on, some of us, you're trying to act cute this Sunday morning like you had it all together. Some of us know we were a mess before Jesus. Me and a friend were talking about a friend of ours maybe like two weeks ago, and we were talking about before Christ and after Christ. I knew him before Jesus, his countenance changed. The light of Jesus is not just a, I mean, it's it's powerful. It's just not a little phase that changed. Every their light now lights up. It literally lights up. My friend, his face changed since he met Jesus. There was like this dark cloud over him. The light of the gospel of Jesus, the lights came on. The remedy of the soul stepped into his life and everything changes when Jesus steps in. Today, if you're in darkness, let the light in. Let the remedy in. He's the solution. He's the medicine. He's the light. He's the answer. He's the deliverer. Come on, Calvary Church. Can we give it up for the light of the world? And so now Jesus is saying, I'm about to ascend to the Father, and now you become the light of the world. One commentator says, we are not the source of light, We are the reflectors of light. The same way that when the sun sets, we get the moon that reflects the light of the sun. The moon is not a source of light. The moon is a reflector of light. We're the moons in a darkened world. You and I, this is what we do. What light does, we do. Are you following so far? So, what are the functions of light? They can be summed up in three things. Functions of the light. What does light do, physically speaking? Three functions of light. Light displaces darkness, right? When we turn on the light, darkness goes. Whenever we step into a room, you turn on the light, flip the switch, darkness has to go. Flip the switch, flip the switch, darkness leaves. That's one thing. You don't want to be dark, you want to be in a dark place, turn on the light. Number two, it emanates brightness a light it's just bright you you can't even sometimes put your eye on a light bulb It's so bright. It's just what light does. There's brightness coming out of it. And then number three light helps with health Like we talked about the studies Plants need light to grow the human soul the human body needs light to function and so light helps with health now if we go to scripture all the way from Genesis to Revelation light and darkness were symbolic they were used as metaphors for good and evil. For good and evil. So when Jesus is bringing up this term of being the light of the world, what does he mean? He means we are people of light. Yeah. We are people of light. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you're people of light. you yeah. the people of light. <laughs> we are people of light. Are you following me so far? Yeah. So he says, you are the salt of the earth and now you are the light. Of the world, What do people of light do? If we know this is how light functions physically, what do people of light do? Come on, we too, city on a hill, we're the salt on earth, we're the light of the world. Come on, all of us, Calvary Church, every service, every location, wherever people are tuned in, let's, let's really tune into this and focus and think, God, what did you mean when you said we were the salt of the earth and the light of the world? As people of light, what do we do? Number one, write this down. People of light are people who expel darkness. You and I, we are people who expel or drive out darkness. Somebody say expel. So what light does physically, you and I have a job, a function to do spiritually. I'm going to say that one more time. What light does physically, you and I have a function, a job to do spiritually, and that's to drive out. That's to eradicate. That's two. do without darkness. Darkness has to go when the church of Jesus, you and I, steps in. On, Why? Because we are people of God, and in God, there is no darkness. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him, and we proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him there is no darkness. Oh, come on. You said that like you had only one colada. Come on. Can you can you say? And in him there is no darkness. So in God there is no darkness at all. There's not an ounce of darkness in God. So you and I as people of light where we step in darkness has to go darkness has to go. The the Bible says in the book of James that we just studied several weeks ago, he is the father of lights. There is no darkness in him. Darkness is not a substance. Darkness is not a real thing. Darkness is just the absence of light. Darkness is not the opposite of light. Darkness does not even exist. When light steps out, darkness is there. But when light steps in, darkness has to go. When the church of Jesus steps in, we step in with light. It's not our light. As reflectors of his light, darkness has to go come on in your family in your mind in your soul when we go light comes come the problem the problem is you and I love darkness we love darkness some of us are like no I'm afraid of dark, dark. spiritually speaking John chapter 3 verse 19 and this is the judgment the light has come into the world and people loved darkness rather than light because their works were evil John writing his gospel, he says humanity loves darkness more than light. So we as the light of the world you're not going to be loved because of your message. You're not going to be embraced. The world may hate you, Jesus said. Because the world wants to stay hidden. Why do, why do we love darkness? Because in darkness nobody can see our failures in darkness nobody can see our shortcomings in darkness nobody can can see our true colors I'd rather people not see me I'd rather people not know my hidden desires my addictions my vices so I'll stay in the shadows come on this goes back to Genesis when Adam and Eve failed what did they do they, they hid from God today across the world we're still hiding from God Humanity loves darkness. We don't want to be exposed. Don't don't call me out. Don't put a light on me Turn off the lights With the lights off nobody can see my true colors my features my scars We love darkness and we think that in darkness We can get away with all of our Shortcomings failures we think nobody would notice but you know what we're doing in the darkness we're tripping in the darkness We're stumbling in the darkness. It's not like, nothing is thriving in darkness. Nothing thrives in darkness. In prolonged periods of darkness, nothing will thrive. Proverbs chapter 4 says, The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. So the world wants to stay hidden from God in darkness, but all they're doing is tripping and stumbling in the darkness. The people of God show up with the light of Jesus. People of light are people who dispel darkness. In other words, where you and I step in, darkness has to go. You, you need to walk into rooms that way. I'm not talking about arrogant but confident. I'm not talking about pridefulness. I'm talking about knowing you were called to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And I'm not confident in my own strength or my perfection. I'm far from perfect. I am confident in his perfection, in his strength, in his wisdom. You walk into a room. Oh, come on. The light of Jesus walks in. Can I tell you? I'm going to take a minute on this. But this is why I love the church of Jesus Christ. Because the church of Jesus Christ is the light of the world. What, What else are we waiting for? We talked about this last week. It's not a government agency. We're not waiting for another organization to come in. And save the planet and teach morals values principles in the way we're not wait it's you and I that drive out darkness it's not another organization in the world that drives out darkness there's a lot of great organizations and they do a lot for humanity but they don't eradicate darkness the way the church does you and I are the church we are the light of the world Jesus gave us the best title ever it's not the building the building's not the church you and I are the church today after the 1 p.m. we all hang out we talk we have to kick some people out it's like 5 p.m. by the time we all go home the church leaves this is a building that houses the church and it's the church you and i that wherever we go we make a difference right last year we heard togo is in complete darkness there's kids that are not being sponsored you know what the light of the world did we sponsored over 180 kids we set up a cdc And now we are the light of Jesus Christ in Togo, Africa. Come on, come on. It's the light of the world in Peru, in India, in Homestead, in Doral, in Hialeah, in Kendo, wherever we go. Come on. The light steps in. Darkness has to go. Let there be light. Come on. Where you and I go, we make a difference. By the way we love, by the way we give, by the way we forgive, we're the example to the world. I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm not saying we got it all together, but we got him. Yeah. And we're showing the world this is the new way to be human. Yeah. How do you, you and your wife get through that? Forgiveness? The world doesn't forgive. Yeah, I know, but we're the light of the world. How would you fix things with your old friend? I mean, didn't they backstab? I know, but we forgive. We love. Hey, who helped you out? Didn't you guys suffer a job loss? I know the church stepped in, the light of the world, right? Because we are generous and we love. This is why I love the house. This is why we have heart for the house at the end of the year. Because we're going to keep this light shining. David understood the house of the Lord and how the house of the Lord was the light of the world. David says, I've given everything to the house of the Lord. David gave his tithes. David gave his offerings. And in first Chronicles chapter 29 verse 3 he says oh now I give over and above this is where we get the term heart for the house David says because my heart is in this because my affection is set on the house I give over and above because the church of Jesus Christ is the hope of humanity is the light of the world is the salt on the earth we're going to love we're going to give we're going to be generous we're going to go out and be the light of the world it's not an agency it's not an organization it's not a president it's not a prime minister we're waiting for we are the light you and I tax collectors fishermen ordinary people that God has shined his light in now we go out and we become the light wherever we step in you and I we are the light of the world this week I want you to step into your office that way the light is here darkness has to go where Jesus stepped in demons left like the Bible says they shrieked leave us alone like Right? Because the light is that powerful. There was an old father of the faith that used to spend hours with God, and they said when he came out of his room, his light was shining. And one man said, I can't be with him that long because if I stay with him, he'll convince me to become a Christian. Whew! Not by grabbing a megaphone and being annoying at work, by just letting your face shine with the love of Jesus. We are people who eradicate, we dispel, we do away. With darkness, number two, the people are light. Are people who reveal truth, or people who reveal truth? What does light do? It emanates brilliance, lightness, brightness, guidance, clarity. The Church of Jesus Christ being the light of the world, we bring guidance, we bring clarity, we show the truth. When the lights come on. Darkness is gone, number one. Number two, now you can see what's around you. Oh, thank God the lights came on because I was about to step on this Lego. I have kids now. I know. I know the pain of a Lego. Right? So number one, darkness is gone, but now I can see. I've now gotten the revelation of the truth. Are you following me? The church of Jesus Christ, people of light, we reveal the truth. The world is walking in darkness trying to figure it out. Number one, when we show up, darkness goes and and now truth is shown. The word revelation literally means to uncover in the Greek. The book of Revelation is not just about a beast, 666, a dragon. The book of Revelation is the uncovering of the glory of Jesus. It's a beautiful book actually revelation just means to reveal to uncover and see as Christians we are to reveal the truth in the Old Testament and New Testament light always meant clarity and guidance in the Old Testament I'll give you an example Moses is in the desert he has no idea what to do with his life he's been walking around for 40 years in the desert after some sheep Moses is tired of the desert what do I do what's my purpose what does he see in the desert a burning bush a light And that light gives them direction and purpose for his life. It's the light that gives direction. It reveals the truth for your life. Moses goes to Egypt and he tells Pharaoh, let my people go. We saw the prince of Egypt. All the people leave Egypt. They're all walking in the desert. What's guiding them at night? A pillar of fire. It's the light that guides. It's the light that brings clarity in the midst of darkness. Go over to the New Testament, same thing happens. Again, symbolic, metaphorically, the light always represented guidance, clarity, revelation. In the New Testament, there was this feast that the Jewish people celebrated. It was called the Feast of Tabernacles. And thousands and thousands of people used to go to Jerusalem, and they used to go to the temple, and the temple had these huge light fixtures, candles called menorahs. And they used to turn them on during the Feast of Tabernacles. And the light glowing at night, they said, you can see it from such a far distance that people would see the temple and they're like, that represented the presence of God, the guidance for humanity. One time in the Feast of Tabernacles, they're doing the elimination of all the candles and, and Jesus steps on the scene. Jesus was bad. I love Jesus. He's like, you're turning on these candles thinking this is the light of the world. This is the guidance. But I'm here to tell you, I am the guide, I am the clarity, I am what humanity needs. And in John chapter 8, Jesus steps in and he says, "I am the light of the world and who whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life he says that in the temple in the front of the temple as they're illuminating the temple he's saying it's not the temple i am the clarity i am the truth i am the way come on he's the light of men so as people of god you know what we do we point to jesus we point people to jesus and we show them the truth humanity has no idea how how deep in darkness we really are Jesus comes to reveal the truth you're dead in sin you need a solution the solution is the death burial and resurrection of Jesus he is the light of the world he is the solution of the world and he comes to give the truth to humanity today humanity needs truth more than anything that's our prayer as a staff as a team it's not that we have cool lights and cool services. Our prayer is that we would give the truth. It might bother some. It might be uncomfortable for some of us. But the truth is the only thing that makes you better. Yeah, right. We use this term as staff when we're in meetings. And it's like, oh, you're just trying to throw spaghetti at the wall. What that means is during meetings, you're just trying to throw anything to see what sticks. What can we do? You know humanity is doing now? Throwing spaghetti on the wall to see what gets them out of darkness. Like, maybe if I... Maybe if I just keep sleep around, that'll bring me peace. Maybe if I get into multiple relationships, that'll bring me peace. Spigot the other wall. What sticks? What, what helps me get out of this confusion, this chaos? Maybe if I like switch genders and I just do whatever I want with my body, that, that'll make... Maybe polygamy. I need three wives like Moses. I don't know, like somebody. Like Tessa's something. Nothing's sticking. I'm still lost. I'm still confused. Maybe, maybe I just fill my life with vices and just go down the road of addiction. Maybe that'll bring me peace. I need, I need out of this chaos. I need out of this confusion. Like That's the world right now. Maybe if I just hate murder. Maybe if I hate a race. Maybe if I just take out my neighbor. Maybe if I just... I need peace for my soul. Let the light of Jesus come in to show you it's not more money. It's not more sex. It's not a bigger salary. It's not nothing found in you. You want peace for the soul? It is only found in the light of Jesus. He's the only one that can bring satisfaction. Oh, today, if you need satisfaction for the soul, I'm telling you, you can lift up your voice and say, you satisfy me. Help me, Lord, because I've tried everything else. It's been spaghetti on the wall. I need guidance. You say a prayer like that, he will answer it. I'm telling you, he'll answer it. Stop trying to make your way out of the darkness. You'll just keep stumbling. You'll keep falling. But you lift up a prayer. The Bible says in Psalm 119, Oh, that his word is a light to our feet. It's the lamp to our feet. It's the light on our path. Today, you lift up a prayer. God, I need guidance. God, I need help. I've tried it all. And and I'm telling you, a hundred years will go by and humanity will keep still be walking in darkness you know what we need to do? Surrender to the light and say I've tried it, I've tried it all you can either learn by experience or through somebody else's experience and I just think we can look back at history throughout the centuries and say whoa they've all tried it so many different ways the only solution is Jesus you don't want to surrender to Jesus, keep trying on your own keep throwing stuff at the wall you'll see nothing will stick and we'll see where your life plays out I'm telling you the light comes to reveal truth and the truth is good for the soul are you following me so far church when he says you are the light of the world we come to reveal truth we point people to Jesus where the church goes we point people to Jesus number one we take away darkness number two we bring truth and third and finally as the bag gets ready to come up people of light are people who come and we give life. Wherever we go, we give life. We eradicate darkness. We reveal truth. And then we give life. We give life. The same way that light physically gives health, the church spiritually gives life. I want you to follow me. Keep your eyes on me for just a second. We're about, we're about to finish and we're going to sing. But, but whether you're here, additional singing wherever you're at, wherever you go, wherever I go we bring health and life to humanity just because we're believers of Jesus there's a principle it's something because we carry the gospel of Jesus Christ where we step in life steps in Jesus is the light and life of humanity the Apostle John writing his gospel John he follows a similar structure that, that structure that Moses did in Genesis chapter 1. And look how he begins his gospel in John chapter 1, the first five verses. Just look, pay attention. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Talking about Jesus. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Look at verse 4. It's one of the most beautiful verses. Let that sit in your heart. In him was life. Come on. In him was In Jesus there was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. We may be living in dark times you may be going through a dark season there's a light that gives life his name is Jesus and the darkness cannot overcome it I don't care what you're going through I don't care what you're facing I've been there some of us have been there done that got the t-shirt graduated all that we've been through the mud because of the light of Jesus it did not take us out in him we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus I got the light I got the life I give life I am the light I walk as light I speak as light I love as light I give as light come on we are the light Come on, you need to tell your neighbors, the remedy's here, the remedy's here. You need to go into your office and tell them the remedy's here. Walk into your marriage today and tell them the remedy's here. His name is Jesus. Light changes everything. Light changes confusion. Light drives out chaos. The remedy's here. His name is Jesus. We're gonna proclaim it. We're gonna sing it. We're gonna declare it. Jesus, we need you. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we magnify you. Come on, the light, magnify it. Shine your light. Come on, with hands lifted why don't we sing it out Hallelujah. with every eye closed if we head bowed if you're here today you say alex i don't know jesus i'm far from jesus maybe this is your first time here second time here maybe you've been coming for a while and you still feel so far from god there's there's sin in your life you know you've done wrong thought wrong said wrong the bible says that our sin separates us from god in fact the bible says that the wages or the penalty of sin is death Sin should kill us. In fact, it's been killing us slowly. But then the following verse says, but the gift of God is eternal life. In other words, what the enemy meant for evil, God's going to turn it around for good. Today, if you're saying, I know there's sin in my life. I've been messed up. I've done things nobody knows. I feel like I can't stop doing certain things today. Let Jesus come into your life. The Bible says that all of us are sinners. There's not one perfect person in here. Our sin separates us, but Jesus came. He took my sin, your sin. He went up on a cross. Jesus died for humanity. Jesus says, I'll take the penalties so that you can receive life. Jesus died on that cross for me and for you. He went down to a grave for three days. After three days, he resurrected. Jesus is alive my friend what you need is not another bottle not another one night stand not a bigger salary what you need for peace of the soul his name is jesus he's the light of the world only he brings peace only he brings satisfaction with every eye closed additional seating in the auditorium online wherever you're at every eye closed today if you need jesus if you say alex i need forgiveness for my sins i want to become a follower of jesus i want to follow the way the path of life At the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. The Bible says, what must you do to be saved? Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you will be saved. All your sins forgiven. You'll have a brand new beginning, a brand new start. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If that's you, I'm gonna count to three. When I count to three, I want you to raise your hand high enough, long enough for me to see you. Hold it up for a few seconds that you can put it right back down. If you're saying, today I need forgiveness, today I need Jesus. I wanna become a follower, I need him. I need a new beginning, I need forgiveness. I wanna repent, turn around. I want to give him my life. For the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand all across this place. Raise it up as high as you can. Hands raised up everywhere. Raise it up, raise it up, raise it up. I see all of you, I see you, I see you. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Additional seating online. Come on, let God see that step of faith. Say, I need you, Jesus. Amazing, hands raised everywhere. Put your hand back down. I'm gonna pray for you. In fact, I want you to repeat this prayer with me, all of us together as one big family. Repeat after me. Come on, whether you're already a believer of Jesus, a follower, we're gonna say this with our friends, our new family. Repeat after me. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. Today I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God, that you died for my sins, and on the third day, you resurrected. Jesus, come into my life be my lord and be my savior forgive me thank you that from today on i am saved come on i am saved i'm forgiven and i'm healed in jesus name amen amen oh come on calvary can we turn up for a second come on hands went up all over this place thank you come on how good is god he's a good god we got Bibles outside for every... I mean, I saw hands everywhere. If you raise your hand, we're gonna go look for Bibles everywhere. We'll go take some out of the car. We'll do whatever we can. We're, we got Bibles everywhere. If you raise your hand, do not leave this place. We got Bibles that are for new believers. that actually help you understand what you're reading today. I do not want you to leave without a Bible in your hands. I'm telling you, we want to be a resource to you. I thank God that I have people on my side to help me understand the Bible and help you understand what's next. Now we want to help you with what's next. I promise you, it's free of charge. And uh, we just want to say we love you, we're for you. You just made the best decision of your life. Pick one up on the way out. Come on, give him a big hand. Anybody thankful for how good God is? He's a good God. Come on, all the glory, all the power, all the honor. It belongs to Jesus. I'm loving City on a Hill. Can't wait for Heart for the House. Next Sunday, Nathan's going to be here. Bring everybody. You can't get here early, 10 o'clock. I know 9, p.m., 9 a.m. is still going to be in here, but you just get here ready for the next service. Let's lift our hands. Let's pray. Let's sing this out one more time. Father, we love you. Thank you for today. God, I pray that your glory will shine upon us. Let your glory shine on our face. God, I declare that we're blessed today, that we're the head and not the tail, that we're the light of the world, in the city, in the country, you'll follow us. God, help us to be a light this week to our family, our friends, our loved ones, our co-workers. Thank you that you've came to give us life, direction, purpose. You are the light of the world. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's sing it out.